Oh, welcome in, boys and girls, children of all ages, to another episode of Teal Town USA After Dark, after another victorious Sharks game. Welcome in, do us a favor, as always, hit us up on that social media, ladies and gentlemen, we're on all of them, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, find us, you know us, you love us, give us the likes, give us the follows, we love all of it, and as always, hit that subscribe button if you will. So... It's me. Hello. Hey, AJ. Here with Landy and Putt Guy coming to us live from Stuffed Pizza in Milpitas. Yep. What's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, having me in. Uh, wrapping up another viewing party, successful viewing party here at Stuffed Pizza in Milpitas. Uh, had a good turnout tonight. We gave, a, gave away a lot of uh, bobbleheads and... Uh, and uh, Teal Town coasters that were signed, like from Melker Carlson and Marcus Sorensen, uh, definitely uh, had a great time indeed. Uh, I'm going to sneak somebody in here really quick. Felix Chow uh, yeah. celebrating his birthday here. Uh, what did you think of the game tonight? Oh, I thought the uh, game, it was, it started off a little bit uh, at first. The Sharks, you know, obviously didn't look great um, in the early going, but they picked it up. Um, I thought, you know, um, you know, they found their game um, as the game went along. And honestly, um, you know, I, I felt like it was, a, you know, it was pretty gutsy win by them. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it wins a win. So, I mean, that that that's just that's just how it is. So, yeah, pretty and good I, game. But, I love you know, the fact that you. Jessica's behind you guys photobombing you. <laughs> that's awesome. There you go. Hi, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a great time tonight. We had everybody out uh, on a good time. AJ came in there a little earlier with his wife. It was freaking awesome. Uh, pizza's good and everything. And, uh, you know, a lot of Sharks fans happy on this one. And uh, celebrating a win that gets them into the number three uh, spot in the Pacific Division. Yeah, this is awesome. And I just, I am, I'm, I've got to hit this up just because, uh, Burge 7F91 oh, nice. watching from Fort Wayne, Indiana, home of your Fort Wayne Comets, ladies and gentlemen. And the only reason why I say that is because I was actually born in Fort Wayne. So stick taps to you, my friend. Uh, nice. I, you know, uh, I, I left before I turned three, but nevertheless, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so with that, let's get into this one before, uh, Kura's connection dies uh let's see here. oh no it's not gonna die he's not at home all right so the arizona coyotes start this oh, a goal a minute and 33 seconds into this and you go oh crap here we go they second of back-to-backs sharks let in a goal in the first five minutes of a game and you're going up oh, that's not a good sign and then uh, less than 45 seconds later, they let in the second goal, and you're like already going, well, okay, what else can we get done tonight? Uh, it is Saturday, so, uh, hmm. And then Couture at 11.01 gives the team something to go, all right, maybe we're not going to like crap the bed this time. So after one period, Landy, what are you thinking? What are you looking at? Um, I mean, coming in, I was like three minutes late into the game and I missed the, the, the scoring and it's like, oh my gosh, what happened here? Um, on the first goal, really just 
excuse me, uh, just the defenders kind of being a little over aggressive, kind of being a little lax, uh, lazical, excuse me, in the uh, defensive zone. And, uh, you know, they kind of they kind of hung uh, Martin Jones out to dry there. So, uh, you know, after after the first half of that period, I thought that they got their footing. Um, they looked a little shell shocked, but you started to see them pick it up and get to that really heavy four check game that has been the staple of the, uh, you know, their winning success in November. Kura. Yeah, I, I thought they, uh, looked really bad early on, uh, reminded me of the playoff series against the golden Knights, how they just, let the the pucks go in and and uh, all that and it was just not a fun time to see but you saw that first goal going by Logan Couture and the, what this team has seen over the last couple of years they've had that resiliency they've had that feeling of like okay we've done this before now we can do it uh, and, and it's like yeah just two one after one but then change, more would come from Team Teal down the road yeah. Uh, I did feel a little bit better after Couture got that. You know, maybe it settled the boys down again. Remember, Arizona played last night against Vegas, ended up losing, I believe, in the shootout. So, uh, yeah, they played. either way, both teams were traveling for this one, but uh, the, I'm sure the Sharks were already in Arizona before the Vegas game even started. So you had to think that, all right, we're okay here. Then second period comes. 255 in Dylan Gambrell with an absolute snipe shot, Kura. Dude, it went through Ranta's armpit and into the net. It was just an unreal snipe on that one. I, 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 it was probably one of the sickest shots I've seen. I think Couture had like one earlier in the decade in the playoffs against Detroit, and that was just a wicked, sweet shot that tie this game up and i think it electrified the crowd rectified the uh the team and the and the crowd of sharks fans in in glendale tonight yeah landy i mean if that puck had been made of made of like right guard he would have never have had to like clean his you know underarm that came that thing came in so hot and heavy yeah i mean gambrell has been um in and out of the lineup, and you're wondering kind of where his head's at insofar as confidence with the puck and just the confidence that the coaching staff has. And so, you know, I think it was Pashelka or it was uh, one of the beat writers were saying that, you know, this could be Gambrell's last, you know, last shot at this. So it's good to see him make the most out of his opportunity. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they slot Suomela in if they even do if, uh, you know, maybe Peter DeBoer going forward will like this kind of deployment instead. But yeah, I mean, just doing some yeoman's work and, you know, going to where he needs to go. Honestly, if he if he's going to be successful, he's got to be five to ten feet out in front of the net. Um, you know, if you if he wants to get those kind of deflection goals, then he needs to be there. But it also uses skills, which is he's got a little bit of, of trickery uh, with the puck. And, you know, he's got a good shot, got a good release. So. I like to see him shoot and continue to do that. Well, it's funny you bring up the whole idea of like Gambrell, like maybe this is one of his last opportunities or whatever, but it's like we've been saying that about Suomela. 
saying that about Radil. We said it about Gambrell. At this point, it's like, please, nobody else get goddamn injured because we're tired of seeing people come up to see, is this their last opportunity? We're unsure. We'll find out. Yeah, uh, you know, I, it was interesting because uh, Rob Iman had something in there. To, he thinks that Radil might be waived. And you know what? I, I kind of agree with him. I, I could see that happening because Suomela is playing well. We'll see how the injury is with him and, and see, you know, if he's able to, to suit up or not. Um, but it, between him switching him and Gambrell in, it seems like the team has kind of found a good stride. I loved Noah Gregor's game down there on the fourth line as well. Really using his speed, really evident in that second period. I thought he was the, the shark with the most speed, quite frankly. And, um, you know, it's interesting to see, again, top line Barkley Goodrow. You know, he's kind of showing me a little bit of, of Mark Stone-esque kind of game, stripping that puck. He had some really nice strips tonight. So um, I'm liking the tweaks. All right, Kura, I mean, you have like no percent left, so get your final <laughs> thoughts on here. Uh, I was just going to say, you're, you're seeing fourth-line contributions, which is always a plus and when you need secondary scoring. Uh, Gambrell bearing it, that's always a huge thing. You, and like you said, Landy, you're seeing Suomela. You're seeing good things coming out, out, out of the, the second six. That's always a key thing when you need it to go down the road. So... Uh, thank you, everyone, for checking out uh, the crew back here. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, I'll send it back to Landy and AJ to take you the rest of the way. But uh, appreciate it all. All the best. Get home safely. And, uh, guys, the boys are boys are looking good. They're back, back in town, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> take care, gang. All right, man. <laughs> so, um after all of that, Timo Meyer at 8.52 of the second would give the Sharks the game winner, what would end up being the game winner. But, like, the first time the Sharks have come back after, you know, being down by two goals and like, I can't even remember what seems to be forever. And I'll be quite honest, the third period I thought was okay. Like, uh, you know, I again, both teams – Second of back-to-backs, the Sharks, this is like what? Like their seventh game in like 12 days. I mean, they've been playing a lot of hockey. Played Wednesday, played Friday, then today. So three of four, this one on the road, obviously. So uh, it did feel like both teams were kind of, I don't know, clutching a little tight. Sharks seemed like they were kind of playing to get the, you know, to not to get the win, but to not lose Eric Carlson made a couple suspect decisions in the third, but lo and behold with 30 seconds left. Well, at a minute 30, they pull Ranta 30 seconds left. Couture, you know, seals the deal with an empty netter. So, uh, you know, it's interesting that you, you talked about, um, Eric Carlson because he did have that, uh, suspect tripping call. And, and I did not like that call at all no. just because of the way in which he's got possession of the puck and then the player trips over a stick. So, uh, that being said, the reason why I bring that up is because he was super pissed off and, um, that sh the sharks would take another, uh, penalty and he would be out there on the penalty kill and was single-handedly the best penalty killer out on the ice so it's interesting that you know he did have some suspect plays um definitely agree with you but i also like the way in he which he rebounded and uh it was funny because he had heard shark voice saying i think i like me some angry eric <laughs> 
Well, it's, it, who doesn't like pissed off jumbo? I mean, that's that's been a thing for the Sharks for quite some time. Is there's, there's a couple players you get them pissed off, all of a sudden they play a lot better, or their it their anger focuses them, and they play a lot better. So, what do we got to do to piss these guys off? Sometimes I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, no, I I totally agree with you. Right? I mean, Angry Joe is is you know, was unstoppable back in the day. Um, you, we've seen when Timo Meyer gets really pissy and how good his game elevates. Um, the same thing with Kane too, you know, when he's got that bud, that blood pumping, he really, he, he skates all out and he uses everything he's got. So, um, you know, it's good to see Eric Carlson kind of, um, you know, get a little bit of a kick in the butt there just to help the guys out in the third period. Cause he did some yeoman's work, uh, especially in the boards late. Yeah. Uh, you know, a funny thing to me, just looking at the numbers, uh, just cursory level at this point, <laughs> Noah Gregor, you know, walking around with the BDE after get having his first NHL goal last night, uh, only got nine 30 tonight. I thought he still had good wheels. I thought he had a couple good looks tonight. I'm a little shocked that it was, you know, nine 30, but then again, the other thing that I think we can be happy about, especially when you consider again, that. The Sharks up until, well, I mean, <laughs> from from just about the jump, we're playing from behind the eight ball, and yet none of the forwards broke 20 minutes tonight. And we saw when Sharks were, I don't want to say forced to roll 11 forwards in the, you know, in 70, um, but there was, you know, you, you saw guys like Myron Kane getting upwards of 23, 24 minutes. Nice to see them under 20 minutes. Uh, another guy who kind of stood out for me tonight was Marcus Sorensen. Yeah. Um, you know, there was times for him, well, at least for me, there, there'd be a couple times where you go, okay, that's a solid play. And there's a couple times I go, what the hell is he doing out there? But no, I loved, I loved the four check that he brought, uh, tonight. You could definitely see he was jumping up in the play and not being afraid to get, um, to get physical in the corners. And when Marcus Sorensen is going and when he's feeling good, he's able to retrieve pucks like no other. And it's one of the reasons why uh, Joe Thornton particularly likes playing with him. Joe Thornton has always loved to have a hardworking winger on his side. And um, having Sorensen, I think, um, helps elevate his game as well. I liked LeBanc's game down there as well. Um, LeBanc actually chipping in a lot on the defensive end of the puck, going back to pucks, making sure pucks were leaving the zone, um, really being very careful with the, the way that he was playing. So it, it's good to see him, you know, work on that defensive part of his game. Of course, we all love to see him, you know, shooting the puck and scoring. And um, he did get a couple looks at the net tonight, but I was very impressed with his defensive skill. Yes. Uh, the other thing that we need to point out definitely – 15 games for the month of November. We we talked about this at the end of October, coming into this month, that the Sharks, this would be the time, because obviously October sucked, and they were essentially at the bottom of the basement of their division, and it was kind of like this, the, the schedule makers did the Sharks some favors, because you had, uh, what was it, 15 games, four of them away. <laughs> That's, holy crap are you kidding me so to see that 15 games only four of them out, outside of your barn and up until tonight all of them were in the same time zone that's 
huge where you can do a day trip to Anaheim, a day trip to Vegas, a day trip to LA or whatever. And we talked about at the end of October that this month they need seriously, the Sharks need to take advantage of this scheduling and bank points. And like I said, coming into this, they were like seventh out of eighth and that's only because LA is horrible. And look what happened a month later and the Sharks have vaunted themselves into the third spot. They are officially in the playoffs now. They are, you know, part of the group, not even in the wild card right now. They are in the group. So this is spectacular. I mean, 11 wins, four losses. Are you kidding me? That's no, it, it was just exactly what the doctor ordered. I mean, that that October was very reminiscent of uh, 14, 15 sharks. Um, you know, it, it looked very lackluster. They were trying to rotate in rookies like they did in the in the in that time of trying to retool. And there just seemed to be everything that could go wrong was going wrong. You know, the goaltending was horrible. Defensive zone coverages was horrible. About the only thing keeping them afloat was that PK. And that PK mm. continues to to rock and roll. And, you know, that, that's a real powerful strength of theirs. And especially when they're able to generate offense on the PK. It's 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 surprising how good it's been. Well, and you consider last night's game, they only took one penalty versus L.A., and then tonight they took three, but two of them were from Eric Carlson, and the, all happening in the third, that was a little bizarre, to say the least. And the other thing I want to note, too, the Sharks were 11-4 and four over the 15 games in November. The other thing that we need to take into account, those four losses, Aaron Dell started two of them. Right. So that's pretty, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's saying something. And the other thing that needs to be taken into account right now, Martin Jones with tonight was a nine thirteen. his last, including tonight, his last four games have all been nine thirteen or better. And we haven't seen that in quite some time. Yeah. So let's see, going back through his game stats here. Yeah, he put the post of the 917 against uh, LA, post the 971 against LA, and then the 913 tonight, um, the 964 against the Islanders. How could I forget that? So, right. you know, he's right now, I think they haven't updated the game stats yet, but he's got his 150th win as a Shark. He is riding an 896 overall save percentage, but he's probably going to get a point or two tonight. So, he might be uh, breaking that 900 uh, fairly soon. Yes, I would like that in a huge way. And I, the other thing I I think we need to consider is the fact that, yeah, last night in two of their last three games, they played the worst team in the Pacific. It's easy to get lulled into a, a sense of like, oh, maybe we're not this bad and we're a lot better than we thought we are. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, here's the number two team in the Pacific that might you know take the opportunity to put us in our place. Then they get out to those quick two goals, and you kind of go, oh, boy, this is what I was worried about. But they find the way to win. Uh, dude, <laughs> I mean, we talk about percentages. Ronta tonight, 897, you know, not great. Sharks, uh, you know, the 52 to 48 in the faceoff circle. Again, perfecto on the power play, giving Arizona three chances. The, the, the penalty kill is just insane this season. I don't even get that. Uh, all the other numbers somewhat marginal, but 30 to 23 for in favor of the Sharks on the shot clock. You got to love that. Uh, the only thing I didn't care for tonight was um, 
Giveaways? What was the giveaways? giveaways. I always get that. Uh, But boy, Brent Burns early in this game and even Brendan Dillon on those first two goals for Arizona. And Brent Burns has not had a good November, ladies and gentlemen. He hasn't had a good season, to be honest. And the fact that all-star representatives were evidently announced earlier, either today or last night, and it has Couture, Kane, and Burns as the listed potential reps for San Jose. And I'm going... Burns, really, over EK65? And you go back to the end of October, Vlasic, LeBanc, Hurdle, Burns, Carlson. You had five guys that were all like in double digits for plus minus. And again, I don't want to go into the minutia of how valuable that stat is. I'm just saying, for what it is, you had five big-name guys who were all not looking good. And as it stands right now, after a month goes by, everybody, LeBanc, Hurdle, Carlson, they all improved their plus minus significantly with the exception of Brent Burns. Coming into today's game, Brent Burns was third in the NHL with plus minus as the worst minus in the league. Not in the division, not in the conference, in the league. The two players ahead of him, Detroit. Detroit players. We all know that Detroit right now, worst team in the NHL. So that kind of does speak volume. So I'm just a little shocked that Burns was, you know, the, 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 the call that they made rather than EK65, who uh, everybody knows I'm not the biggest EK65 fan, but dude uh, has really, similar to last year, didn't start off gangbusters, but everybody said, well, that's because he's he's not played the system, new new area, new system, new coaches, new players, blah, blah, blah. And then right around, you know, early December, after the whole ga- the return to Ottawa, he turned it on for about six weeks or so until he got injured, ironically enough, in Arizona. But he had a remarkable run there. And November, EK65 has had a really good run do what I like him to work on his turnovers and giveaways. Yes. But point wise, he is putting up the points. Yeah. And it's interesting that you're talking about the blue line and talking about how Eric Carlson has really upped his game quietly. And this is a good thing. You know, we all know how, uh, just how Mark Edward Vlasic, when he's playing his game, he, you're not talking about him. And right now he's sitting at a minus one. He was so putrid in that beginning of uh, of October. I mean, oh, dude, at one point, I think he was like minus 12 or 13. Right. And just to see him pull that out and uh, and to be quite respectable. And and not only that, but I think he's he's finally kind of understanding where Eric Carlson is going to be on the ice. Um, I don't. There is one criticism that I have with the EK uh, 65 and and um, Mark Edward Vlasic pairing is just that, you know, both of them are very reliant upon stick checks. Um, there's not really a physical um, mm-hmm. uh, physical player within that that pair. So, uh, you know, I, I was the thing that would kind of made me a little skeptical that that would work. But uh, you know what? I mean, they're making it work. You know, I, I like the way that Eric Carlson now feels comfortable to make some of those high risk, high reward kind of plays, especially out in the neutral zone because he knows he's got pickles going to bail him out. So, um, you know, I really have, have enjoyed that pairing. And you know what? Uh, a guy that we haven't talked about enough tonight, and I think he just continues to show that he belongs 
Um, and, and you're not going to be able to, to pry him out of the lineup is Mario Ferraro. That kid has continually impressed me with just the motor he has got. He is 100% all the time. That kid did not le- uh, let up on a shift and oh so close to scoring his first goal again tonight. You know, he had a great look in the slot and then a coyote forward was uh, was blocking this this prime shooting spot. So, you know, that the, the blue line is coming together quite nicely. We'd all love to see Burns, um, you know, pick it up a little bit in his own zone and, and maybe generate a little bit more from the point. But you know what? When the other guys are collectively chipping in, you know, you can make up for a Burns. So it's good to see them all pick him up. Well, the the thing about Ferraro is, and I go back, you know, as being a San Francisco Giants fan and watching that team come of age, uh, Ferraro is just a little reminder of me as to Brandon Crawford where there was a lot of, well, you know, th- this kid, he's got to be able to hit at least 220 to stay in the, in, the, in, the, in the big show. But you would look at him defensively. He had tools. You can't coach that. That's just athletic gifts that you are born with. And Ferraro has just, he invokes the same memories to me is that this kid has gifts that it's just the instincts. He's born with it. He's got the wheels. He knows where to be. He knows to make the smart play and the stuff that he does need work on you. That stuff you can coach. So I can't wait the polish. Yeah. I can't wait to see this kid in a couple of years. And can you imagine I don't know, five years from now when Eric Carlson is like a 3-4 pairing with who knows and your top pair is like Merkley and Ferraro. I mean, it could be a lot of fun. I'm just saying. Oh, uh, no, I, I totally agree. And having him on the contract that he's at right now for the amount of minutes that he's providing, you know, it's it's just it's just really good. And and again, he hasn't given the coaching staff any reason not to play him as much as he's been played. To the to the detriment of Tim Heed, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Tim sl- Heed. Sleepy mofo. Damn, AJ saying something positive about EK65? Are we in bizarro world? Uh, dude, again, I've put it out there. I'm, yeah, I'm not a huge EK65 fan because I believe defensemen should play defense. Like, yeah, have... Dan Boyle put up a lot of points, but he was also pretty defensively reliable, uh, especially when he wasn't shooting on his own net. (laughs) (laughs) But he was a pretty defensively reliable guy. A lot of times for me, I see Carlson half-assing it on the defensive side of the puck. He seems much more interested in playing offense. It's that that similar kind of look uh, from like a Richard Sherman or a Deion Sanders in football is that they're so gifted with speed and everything, they're so interested in trying to pick off the pass to run it back for the touchdown because they're so quick that they might jump early or they might make a silly mistake and they end up getting burned for it now does that take away from the fact that they're incredibly skilled and gifted no but it does go to show that the, i'm telling you this just just do me a favor watch ek65 isolated just just watch him for five straight shifts when he comes out you're going to see a few times on the defensive side He's kind of gliding. I, do, I just wish he would move his feet more because he's so fast. I just want to see him move his feet more. And there's been so many times where 
the last person you see in front of either Jones or Dell before the puck goes behind them is EK65. And you watch those plays and you go, if he had just moved his feet, might have been the difference. But anyway, that's... Uh, but that said, EK65 has had a hell of November and I hope it continues. I'm rooting for the guy. I want the Sharks to win, I, you know. But I'm just... Look, and it, right here, me and AJ are realists, just calling it like it is on EK65. I, I, exactly. And again, and I'm going to say this a bajillion times, when you're the highest paid defenseman in the NHL, not the division, not the conference, in the entire league, when you're the highest paid, you're going to be expected to be the best NHL defenseman in the league, Okay. So it, and it's it's interesting also AJ that you're bringing up you know best defenseman in the league. He was not only regarded as one of the best defensemen in the league, but he was among the best players in the yeah. league. You know he was up there with Sidney Crosby and with um, you know Evgeny Malkin or Ovechkin or whatever as a type of game breaking kind of player. I still don't think we've seen him at full um, you know at full health. I think he's. I think he's in the 85s, to be quite honest with you. You know, I think that groin is still kind of healing and still trying to figure out how exactly he's supposed to, you know, move around out there on the ice. But once he hits peak Eric Carlson, man, he he should be at least a point a game kind of player. And a point per game kind of player also is sound in his defensive end because he needs to make those plays, um, you know, in order for for his team to have success. So, you know, I think, again, I don't want to make, excuses for the guy but he definitely has turned it on here in november it definitely uh kind of reminds us that you know he might be coming out of something still and in, insofar as that might be what's bothering burns too you know he, he doesn't look to me burns doesn't look as strong in the corners as he has before he doesn't have that like wrecking ball mentality which makes me think maybe he's he's you know, nursing something or maybe he's something a little tender. He seems to be a little tentative and seems to be choosing his spots more than he normally does where he just is like a mad dog on a puck. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, back to, to finally touch on the Carlson thing, you know, highest paid defenseman in the league, highest paid shark and, you know, fifth in scoring right now. Um, you know, it's, I don't expect him to lead scoring, but I expect him to be maybe a little bit higher than that. Definitely should be in the Norris conversation. Definitely should be in the all-star conversation when you're getting that kind of dough. So let's see. You know, let's hope that this year continues to get better and better. Let's hope that November, that he's able to get better in December and to continue and to continue this because we're stuck with this guy for another seven years after this. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Let's yeah, I hate to hope. break it if you don't like it. I mean, he's pretty hard to move. <laughs> yeah, right? So... Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's where we're at. Again, Sharks just have an incredible month of November. Best November, I think, in franchise history. Right yeah, now, as it stands, Edmonton at 35 points, Arizona at 34. So, obviously, made this game huge. Because, uh, obviously, if Arizona wins this tonight, they take over the top spot in, in the Pacific. But instead, uh, they remain second. San Jose now uh, with 31 points are now in third. Just above Vegas and Calgary, who both have 30 points. And we all know the, um, shall we say, interesting things that are happening in Calgary right now. And I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, but right now, uh, there's no hotter team in hockey other than Winnipeg. 
Uh, both the Sharks and Winnipeg are eight and two over their last ten. No one has eight wins over their last ten, aside from those two teams. So uh, let's continue it in. You know, now it's uh, come back home, and you got to face Washington. Now you you thought that like tonight was like. You know, it should be a pretty big test. Uh, the second team in the division's got in Arizona been playing some really good hockey, but now you're going to be hosting the best team in the NHL in Washington. You know, yeah, I mean, and and you get to see the Alexander Ovechkin and John Carlson show kind of come through town, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where where the Sharks kind of stack up against them. You know, I, I think that they've been playing some really good hockey. I think this will be a good test to definitely kind of show where we're at, a good barometer game, so to speak. And, you know, I expect to to have another good defensive showing by the team. Uh, it was a little it was a little ballsy, shall I say, to uh, play Martin Jones on the back to backs. But, you know, it w- will be interesting to see who gets that start. I would assume it would be um, Martin Jones. So, yeah. you know, you got to worry a little bit on the. Uh, you know, on the the fatigue factor, but they are off till Tuesday. So, you know, I, it it'll be interesting to see. It'll definitely be a good metric as to as to where the Sharks are. <laughs> well, not only that, uh, but starting Tuesday with Washington, you get another stretch where it's four games and six nights. Washington, then you got to go to the Eastern Swing or the Southeastern Swing: Carolina, Tampa, Florida, Nashville. Uh, Tampa and Florida being back to backs. I would assume that Dell will start versus Tampa. Uh, being that Tampa is right now sixth in their division, where Florida is second in theirs, and then Carolina being fourth in their division. It's going to be an interesting run. And to see how the boys look now, again, they've essentially spent the entire month at home <laughs> of November. Uh, it's in Even December is not that bad. They have this little four-game roadie to you know thursday saturday sunday tuesday so it's like they leave on a wednesday come back on a wednesday they're gone for a week play four games and then they're home for two weeks and then don't have to leave until the day before new year's to play at detroit so again december is another opportunity to bank more points and really start having having something together where you can feel a little comfortable maybe you get to the point where you're able to put um a little more gap between you you know the 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 pretenders and the contenders uh i would imagine that anaheim and la are going to continue to drop uh vancouver i don't know man i look at them one day and i'm like god damn those guys could be any anyone they want on any given day and then the next day you're like how are these guys like above anaheim and la (laughs) like you you know what i mean it just they are so inconsistent but god damn if they aren't fun to watch uh, yeah i mean they, they've got a quite a, a bit of collection of talent there going on and you're starting to see it gel just that little bit i think that there's still a year off i think that the, this year yeah. is their their wild card contention year um and then i see them really moving into to uh you know challenge for spots next year yep. um just looking over that december calendar you know, the ones that I'll be be kind of watching with with great interest is the Tampa Bay game. Uh, Tampa Bay has been um, very up and down as well. That's a team we you, you just don't know what you're going to get from night to night basis. Uh, Nashville Which is a far difference from last year. 
yeah. Uh, they were like, weren't they already like in a playoff? Like they had already like sewn up their division by this time last year. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, the other one though is Nashville, and just how fall, how far a fall from grace Nashville has had right now. And so you could really stick it to Nashville and and put them out of uh, of wild card contention just that little bit more. Well, um, Colorado, again, dude, Colorado missed like Landeskog in well, who was there was two key play was it Duchesne? No, uh, Landeskog and it was Miko Rantanen. Yeah, so they missed some key pieces for a stretch, and they were still able to like maintain the boat, you know, keep it above water before they got back. Oh, wait a minute, Reznikov, you demand. Look at this, Reznikov. We appreciate your support of the show. The rest of you, again. Uh, if you would like to, we, we love that you watch us, but if you uh, really want to support the show, help us out. Use that super chat option. All of that goes back to trying to make this just a better show for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, and and then, of course, you got the Vegas game, which is always important to have. Um, and, uh, you know, you finish it out against L.A. and uh, Philadelphia. So there are definitely some uh, some games that you should definitely have. You know, you look at the Rangers, you look at the Kings, you look at Philadelphia. Dude, I'm looking at that St. Louis game, dude. Yeah, St. Louis also kind of interesting. It's it's the first of back to back St. Louis and uh, Vegas. So, you know, that'll be a lot of heavy hockey in those two. And, um, you know, it wouldn't be surprising to see Peter DeBoer doing some line tinkering and adding some players and subtracting the players come those those two oh, games. Yeah, I'm quite sure Dylan Prout will play one of those and probably get injured in whichever one that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's been tough on Dalton this year and Oh, I'm sorry, um, not Dylan Prout, Dalton Prout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, he, he's still kind of recovering from from a head injury and you know, it's just it's so it's it it's so fragile right now for him. You know, you wonder if maybe he's done. Uh, I I thought he was done in preseason. To be honest, the other thing too is that Mario Ferraro has pretty much made it that he's done. Right. You know, I think Pratt was the insurance policy in case Ferraro wasn't ready for prime time, but Ferraro has made Pratt completely expendable in my mind. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, Ferraro has played so well. He he could be. You know, driving a, a a Brendan Dillon out. You know what I mean? He, he's oh, yeah. just definitely he's elevated. Expendable. He's definitely elevated his play, and you know, you know how Peter DeBoer loves to have his lefty righty. So, yeah, I don't know. Writing on the wall, maybe. Oh boy, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. It all depends on how injuries roll between now, but. Uh... We'll see come trade deadline in a couple of months here as to where everybody's at with regards to injuries, how everybody has either bounced forward or regressed. We shall see. Uh, But that's enough talk about tonight's game versus the Desert Dogs. Uh, That's enough talk about the the forecoming schedule. Uh, Have the goddamn common courtesy to give them a reach around, ladies and gentlemen, and that's what we shall do. Speaking about those St. Louis Blues, they did pick up a win tonight at home versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Of course, Bennington just cannot be beaten for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) Oh, I really want to see St. Louis go on a bad streak for a while. Uh, The Avalanche... (laughs) Still, according to my schedule right now, are still playing in the third period. They've all they're all <laughs> they're up seven to two. Jesus Christ! Donskoy is like this close to getting a hat trick, ladies and gentlemen. He's got two goals. He, oh, Donskoy scoring his tenth and eleventh this season. Ufa, 
And if that doesn't really bake your noodle, remember Nyquist, whether it was tonight or yesterday, had a hat trick. And you kind of, that's the other thing when you look at that Eric Carlson deal and you go, hmm. <laughs> anyway, Avalanche up 7 2 over Chicago with 1330 left. The Kings are up 2 nothing. Wait, the Kings are up 2 nothing over the Jets. And there's 14 minutes left, and the Jets only have 10 shots on goal. I don't know what's going on. And I really don't know what's going on because former Shark Yoakam Ryan has the first goal for the Kings in this one. It's going to be an interesting night, ladies and gentlemen. Way to finish off November. In Edmonton, it is tied 2-2 between the Canucks and the Oil. Of course, McDavid has scored in this. Uh, the Rangers win 4 nothing in New Jersey. At this point, I'm surprised that New Jersey hasn't like decided to try to sell their mascot, uh, the naming rights to everything. Hey, hey, hey AJ, I, I got to go run to the oven real quick because I think uh, New Jersey's done. Oh, hey now, ding. See, I'm just saying it. Uh, in Montreal, the Canadians fall in overtime to the Flyers 4-3. Uh, Tatar again, this close, another guy to getting a hat trick in Calgary. The flames win against the senators. Well, who doesn't do that? Oh yeah. The sharks. Uh, anyway, flames <laughs> three to one over the Sens. Riddich pulls one again, another two for night with Lindholm. God, it did every game tonight feature two. I mean, Couture put in two tonight. seems like every game had two goal scores. Oh wait, let's go to Toronto two to one over Buffalo. Mm, boy. Oh, wait a minute. So the Maple Leafs right now, after firing Babcock, have still only lost one game, right? I think that's uh, I the, believe so. Yeah. Oof, boy. And they say coaching doesn't matter sometimes. Okay. Capitals, best team in the league against the worst team in the league. What do you think happened? That's right. Capitals won over Detroit 5-2. to two. Uh, Ovechkin in this one, though, did have a hat trick. He was able to get out of the two-for-club tonight. Uh, Hurricanes 3-2 over the Lightning. Reimer, former Shark, gets the win. And the Panthers, victorious over the Preds. 3-0. Uh, boy, another one. Strawman with two goals. God damn, it was a two-for-night today. Uh, on the island, former Shark Thomas Grice gets a 2-0 win over the Blue Jackets. And we already know what happened between the Sharks and the Yotes. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed that reach Penguins around. Penguins lose? Uh, well, Penguins is still happy. Oh, I'm sorry. 5-2. Uh, oh, it went final. Okay, St. Louis 5-2 over the Pens. Oh, no. we No, that was the first one we talked about. So either way. All righty. There you go. Again, hockey standings are looking good right now for the Sharks. Remember, just a few short weeks ago, my friends, they were barely, I think they were like a point ahead of L.A. in the, a strong hold on the seventh spot in the Pacific Division. And now, boom, slingshotted into the third spot. You love to see it. Uh, and then the, and, and for the one or two goofballs, who keep talking about how pathetic the Pacific is, and that's afforded the Sharks the opportunity to do this. Uh, the Atlantic, statistically, is actually the worst one. So stop, you know, stop pissing on my Pacific parade, okay? <laughs> stop it. Atlantic is actually the worst. Deal with it. Uh, <laughs> but, boy, I'll tell you, you know, now, granted, Edmonton has a game in hand, but San Jose, boy, if you can uh, put together one hell of a road trip, boy, you, you could come back on Christmas unfortunately, but you know what? I know how the internet works, so let's take a look. I want to see 
what Edmonton's schedule looks like like over the next five or so, you know, because Edmonton, if I remember correctly, you know, they started off great. Has their last, you know, few games, let's see. Well, they lost to Colorado. They had to go. They won in the shootout against Arizona. All right, they beat Vegas. But then they lost to L.A. They lost to San Jose. They lost to Dallas. So, you know, I, uh, Edmonton? I don't know. We're going to have to talk to our boy Drew Remenda, see what's going on. Edmonton does play tomorrow at Vancouver. That could be a very tough game. Now, does it get easier for them? Yes, because they play, they host Ottawa, they host LA. <laughs> but then Buffalo, Carolina could be interesting. I don't know. We'll see. By the time Christmas rolls around, uh, you know, things can change. We saw what November did for the Sharks. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, and, and you're wondering too how long the, uh, you know, how long Connor McDavid can go. You know, and and it's just and dry we, Yeah, we're just waiting for the bottom to fall out on that ship. So we'll see. I don't think that they can survive playing this kind of game. But you know what? They're proving a lot of people wrong. Uh, I like the Sharks game at where it's at right now. I liked how they have kind of uh, stuck it to the Coyotes, especially with where the Coyotes are positioned in the standings. So you know, the Sharks can hang with the tops in the Pacific. So it'd be good to see the good to see them put uh, put some more points up on the board and challenge for two spot or three or two spot or one spot. Well, remember this is the first of four meetings this year versus the Coyotes, so right got to keep on piling on. Whereas you know we've already seen Vegas three out of four times, so it's uh, it's I don't know. You, you, you know, we all talked about at the end of October and we were ready to like burn down SAP Center, fire oh, everybody, God. you know, just everybody sucks. Um, get me the hell out of here. EK's overpaid. This was really stupid. But, you know, somebody sacrificial uh, lambs for Jones and Dell. Let's bring in Cornish. And, <laughs> you know, there was all sorts of things going. And then you, you know, what a difference a month makes. Again, Jones. Four straight games, nine thirteen or better, which is huge, and hopefully he continues on that tonight. Yes, nine thirteen, but the Sharks did give up two goals in the first five minutes of the first period. Let's work on that. And the 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 Sharks also doing well this month to get that first goal. Stop playing from behind the eight ball. The one thing I want to see is uh, let's get that that power play back on track. Oh or, yeah. Let, let's just get it near a track at this point. <laughs> Not even on it. Just get it near it. Yeah. I, again, you know, following last night's game, I, you know, I, I said that that was definitely the area of concern for me, and it still very much is. And when you're not getting calls, AJ, you know how important it is to capitalize on, you know, your one of threes or your, you know, one for two. It's just you, you got to capitalize on on the opportunities that you have, what little opportunities that the Sharks have been getting. Yeah. So uh, I think we're done here. The only thing is tomorrow, 10 a.m., hello, come on, 49ers, let's see you beat the Ravens. <laughs> that's all I'm rooting for tomorrow, baby. Until That's all I'm hanging my hat on until Tuesday versus the Capitals. So, Landy, that's obviously like right under your microphone <laughs> where you can be found at least on Twitter. Anything else? <laughs> uh not really. I mean, uh, going to be interesting to see that uh, that Niners game tomorrow. Get the boys getting uh, getting some rest here going in the next couple of days, which should be good. And then, yeah, gear up for next week. It'll be important to, to get some uh, wins on the road. 
Absolutely. Uh, I'm AJ underscore strong on the Twitter, social media, blah, 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 blah. So with that, everyone, uh, thanks for, to those of you who came out to the viewing party tonight, enjoyed a little pizza and brew and some gifts. Uh, I can't, I can't do it. I, I got to do it. It's our favorite gift. So I got to play it for you before we leave. This is Brody. Just <laughs> trying to get some and not able to do it. And so he just realizes probably just better if I leave. <laughs> Sorry. My favorite gift ever. I love it. I love oh, it. I love, I love Scott Hannon. He, he just, for whatever reason, him and, uh, and Curtis have just got that chemistry and they make Brody look like the third <laughs> wheel. <laughs> oh, okay. Everybody. Thanks for tuning we in. Kid, we'll catch we you. Kid, Brody. <laughs> catch you on Tuesday after Washington. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. See you on Tuesday. <laughs>